just because you filed that extension, it does not mean, folks, that you are exempt from paying taxes if you owe them. Actually, depending on your AGI, if you don't remit a payment of at least 90% of what you owe by that original due date, you could be looking at both interest penalties on the unpaid amount and also you could be subject to what's known as a late payment penalty as well. Hey, entrepreneurs, this is Hope Brown, the tax funded bookkeeper, and welcome to this episode of Beyond the Receipts. We are the podcast where we cover financial topics like taxes, record keeping, basically these kind of financial things that entrepreneurs really should have on their radar to help them both successfully run their business and be compliant from a tax perspective, bookkeeping perspective, all of that good stuff. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the good old IRS tax extension. So this is especially on my radar right now because at the time of this recording, we are in September of 2023 and just a couple of weeks out from the extension deadline coming up next month, which is October the 16th. And let me tell you, all of a sudden, clients I haven't even spoken to since April are coming out the woodworks and they want to get their taxes done because they know, like I know, that October the 16th is like a couple of weeks away. So this is actually a great thing. I am not complaining at all, but it gave me the idea that I probably need to come and talk about tax extensions and just some of the lesser known or misunderstood things that I see in the tax community. How do these extensions really work? Whether I'm a sole proprietor or single member LLC, or maybe I don't even own a business, okay? Maybe I'm just a normal person who filed an extension and I wanna know like how do these things work? Not to fear, we are gonna dive in today and talk about what filing a tax extension really, 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 really means. So let's dive in. First of all, what in the world is even a federal tax extension? You might just be listening to this podcast. Maybe you didn't do an extension. Maybe you didn't even know they exist. Well, let's talk about what that means to actually do a filing extension. It probably means that you have intentionally filed or someone on your behalf has filed form 4868, which has a super long title, Application for Automatic Extension of Time to File U.S. Individual Income Tax Return. Whoop. Okay, mouthful. But that extension that is filed on your behalf does a couple of things. First of all, one of the top things or the magic, so to speak, of the extension is it's going to give you an additional six-month extension to actually file your tax return. In the case of this year, as I mentioned earlier, October 16th is the deadline that we have to finish the return and actually file it with the IRS at the federal level. Now, I want to just kind of put a note in here that some states will follow the federal extension timeline, but you definitely want to check with your local state if you find yourself in the position of needing to file an extension from year to year what their specific deadlines are, all right? Another important thing that I want to talk about filing extensions is that it's super important from year to year. If you're thinking about filing a tax extension, you have to file it before the filing deadline. So in this case of this year, 
April 18th was a filing deadline. We were busy until like midnight pushing out filing tax extensions at Form 4868 for individuals. After that date, it just simply doesn't count. So you got to get them in by then. Another question that I get a lot from people who are interested in extensions is, why do people file extensions, whether you're a business owner or individual? You could fall into a couple of scenarios that I see. First scenario I see is the individual may owe money from a tax perspective to the IRS that they just are not prepared to pay. And they are under the impression that filing that extension gives them extra time to actually pay that tax. Like that is not true. All right. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. So let's put a pin in that one. The second big scenario I see is you didn't look at your taxes until like March or April, (laughs) like the paperwork, like it just slipped your radar. And now you realize that it could be important tax documents, et cetera, that are missing, you don't have, and you need time to get that. So that would be a reason why I see a lot of people following an extension too. The third scenario that I see is organizational-wise, the taxpayer just has not kept good financial records. This mainly applies to business owners, like maybe they haven't done consistent bookkeeping. It could be a lot of different reasons they haven't kept receipts. But long story short, they are just not organized and ready to file so they could do an extension. And then the last scenario that I see, sometimes it's just life. It's just the ugly stuff in life that people don't want to have to relive. Because sometimes doing your taxes is like taking a walk down memory lane. Maybe the business went out of business. Maybe someone went through a divorce and it's just painful to kind of get all that stuff together. They need more time for it. Like the person just is not ready to do it. And life does that to us sometimes. So got to give ourselves a little grace. But these are just some reasons that I've seen people actually file that extension. There could be others, but this is normally like the four buckets that I see. So I want to go in now and I want to talk a little bit about IRS penalties Because even though people file extensions, sometimes there is not understanding related to the penalties that still are kind of there, even though you file that extension. And let me go into what I mean. One of the big advantages of filing that 4868, if you need additional time and you do owe income tax, is it gives you the advantage of avoiding what's known as the failure to file penalty. And what is the failure to file penalty? Get that question a lot. But it is a whopping 5% of your unpaid tax liability for each month the return is not filed. Up to 25% of the balance is due. So just think about that. Just by filing 4868 right off the bat, you can avoid that failure to file penalty. So that's one reason why I definitely encourage my clients Okay, if we need the extra time, even if we just need an extra month to file, let's do that 4868 so we can avoid that failure to file penalty by the due date, which is normally April 15th or, you know, this year was the 18th, so on and so on. Now, I want to put in a caveat to say that if you are receiving a refund, have a little bit more leeway. In that case, the IRS won't be charging you a failure to file penalty if you file your return late because basically they owe you. 
But keep in mind, and this is an area that I've seen for people who are really relaxed for some reason. I mean, when IRS owes me money, I'm filing. I'm getting my money back, all right? But I've met people who go multiple years where the IRS owes them, you know? But keep in mind, if you go past three years, basically you forfeit that refund. It's just like a gift to the IRS. So again, if you are due tax, definitely if you're getting up to that three-year mark, like don't sleep on that. Don't lose money. I have seen grown men cry. (laughs) I have because we've gone back and filed and they've realized that, wow, it's over that three-year mark and you're not getting that money back, folks. So just something to keep in mind. All right. So let me pivot back to the penalties and talking about them from an extension perspective. Another big area that I see that's a misunderstanding is that just because you filed that extension, it does not mean, folks, that you are exempt from paying taxes if you owe them. Actually, depending on your AGI, if you don't remit a payment of at least 90% of what you owe by that original due date, you could be looking at both interest penalties on the unpaid amount and also you could be subject to what's known as a late payment penalty as well. So let's dive into what those are so we can talk about it a little bit more and you can understand. The first penalty I want to talk about is the failure to pay penalty. Imagine that this is the one that people who, even if they file that extension, if they owe income tax, they're looking at this penalty. That failure to pay penalty equals 0.5% of the unpaid tax liability for each month the taxes are unpaid up to 25% of the outstanding balance. The second one I want to talk about is the interest, okay? The IRS actually charges interest on any unpaid balances equal to the federal short-term rate plus 3% for most individuals. So again, we want to make sure that you guys are aware of this so we can do steps to mitigate as much as possible the impact of these possible penalties and interest payments that could come up. In a perfect world, we would never have to deal with any kind of penalties related to late tax payments. But unfortunately, you know, penalties are a reality for a lot of people. Now, the IRS gives us methods, though. If there are things that are outside of our control, there are two common reasons why the IRS could possibly consider what's known as a penalty abatement. If you are a person who is normally on top of your tax filings, like you don't miss payment deadlines, you don't miss filing deadlines, the IRS can do like a one-time favor to do that first-time penalty abatement. Now, there are requirements for that. In order to qualify, you can't have any kind of prior penalties in the past three years. You must have filed all of your tax returns and any kind of outstanding balance has been set up with some kind of installment agreement with the IRS. The second thing is, it's known as reasonable cause. Now, if you didn't file due to some circumstance like a hardship, maybe there was a fire, your home was burnt down, maybe somebody died, like stuff that's really serious, that is another case that you can make with the IRS to say, hey, listen, you know, I normally am on top of this stuff, but this happened can we consider removing this penalty? To address these, you definitely want to be working with someone who knows how to communicate with the IRS, such as your tax preparer, your accountant or CPA, and they can help walk you through that process. 
All right. So another question that I get is, what will actually happen if I don't file that extension by that October 16th? So in this case, my client has come to me in April. We filed the extension. Now it is, you know, September and they're calling me and saying, you know what, Hope, I don't think I'm going to be able to file that October 16th extension. The kind of conversation I'm probably going to have with that person is, Like, listen, look at it this way. We spoke about that failure to file penalty, which is 5%. Just compare that with the penalties of not paying on time, which is 0.5% monthly. And do the math. Like, you're going to still come out better to file and avoid that failure to file penalty that second time around and just do the payment arrangements if that's what the issue is. Like, I just hate to see people get that failure file penalty. Like that is like, oh, it kills me to do that when all we got to do is just file the paperwork, just file it. That would be my advice with that. You know, and again, even if you can't afford to pay the taxes, the IRS has payment plan options and you can visit irs.gov slash payments and see a list of what those options are just to kind of push it through. Definitely in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be continuing to have conversations about how to prepare for the end of the year as an individual and a small business owner, because I want to try to help people not find themselves where they're falling into a pattern of filing late every year. Like that is not cool. We want to try to be proactive and be able to avoid those situations. Now, I will also get questions on how to get a second extension beyond six months. Is that even possible, Hope? And unfortunately, the IRS doesn't grant automatic extensions beyond that six months. Now, if that automatic six-month extension that you applied for originally is still not enough time, there are cases where you can request an additional extension to file beyond that six-month period. But that is definitely like a hardship situation and you're mailing that request to the IRS and they basically have to approve it. Even when I work with clients who are doing that process, I still try to cue them up just in case they get that rejection so that we're still ready to go. Like, don't wait until October deadline to say, hey, now I want to get additional time. That's a process that probably should have started a couple of months ago. But in the future, just keep that in mind. And again, just as a side note, I will still say if you're still trying to get organized for 2022 taxes and we're in September, October of 2023, we're probably going to have that conversation about what is happening in your business finances for 2023 so that we don't repeat these patterns. Because again, we want to make sure you're up to date with your bookkeeping to be ready for these filing seasons because it's not a good business practice. They get caught up in cycles of repeatedly not being ready for tax filings, whether you're unorganized or for other reasons. Like we can do this, folks. Just stay with me. Look away from the darkness of late filings and keep your eyes on me and the light that we will follow towards on-time filings. It's so important in business. I know I talked about a lot of information today related to tax extensions. So let's summarize that list. We talked about what a tax extension is and how it grants you six months to be able to file those income taxes for tax individual clients, 
for single member LLCs and just for sole proprietors. All right. We talked also a little bit about why people even want to do an extension as far as needing that extra time to get organized and other valid reasons that they could possibly have. As far as penalties, we talked to about summarizing the main penalties that you can look at for not filing. And that failing to file penalty, which is that 5% of unpaid taxes for each month, man, or part of a month that that return is late up to 25%. Like we just got to file that 4868 and we can avoid that. And then also file your taxes by that October deadline extension date. It's so important to avoid that penalty. We talked also about an extension of file doesn't mean that you're exempt from paying your taxes by that original filing deadline. Like you can be looking at that failure to pay penalty, which is that 0.5% of any unpaid tax liability up to 25%, and then also interest payments. So definitely payment plans and things will be your friend to kind of minimize the impact of those. We talked a little bit about how to get those penalties possibly removed with the first-time abatement and the reasonable cause and how you definitely want to work with your tax professional to help you craft that argument to see if those are possibilities for you. And then lastly, we talked a little bit about how to do a second extension beyond that six months and how the IRS doesn't usually grant those. But if it's a hardship, work with your tax professional also to craft up that explanation and possibly see if that can be an option for you as well. So that is a wrap up, folks. As always, we are presenting this information for informational purposes only. You know we are. You definitely want to be working with a tax professional to assist you with your unique situation. I definitely advise that to my new business owners who are in their first couple of years of business. Get somebody to help you doing that Schedule C, the self-employment forms and things like that is a whole different ballgame from just doing a 1040 tax return. So just my advice to you. All right. So thanks for joining us today on this journey to think beyond the receipts in your business. This is a tax-minded bookkeeper, Hope Brown, signing off. And I will see you in the next episode. Peace. So I hope this message resonated with you on some level as an entrepreneur, whether you're just getting started or maybe you've been in the game for a while. Definitely don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And of course, you're welcome to connect with us on social media at the Tax Finding Bookkeeper and share your thoughts, comments on the episode. So that's it for now. And until we meet again, you got this entrepreneur thing. And don't forget to operate your business beyond the receipts.